KT, have you noticed that interest rates long-term are starting to go down little by little? Yeah, what are we going to do about it? I tell you what I think everybody should do about it. You should go to myalliant.com and take advantage of the one-year to 17-month certificate of deposit. They're currently paying 5.15% or 5.20% for amounts of $75,000 or more. Tell them one more time, KT, where they should go. Go to myalliant.com today. Now you know. Okay, Susie, are you ready for today's podcast? Oh, you bet I am, because I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game. I'm so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. April 30th, 2023. Welcome everybody to the Women in Money podcast, as well as everybody smart enough to listen. So today is Susie's school. And today I want to talk about what I know for sure with things that have happened in the economy, as well as touching a little bit on oil and PXD, because I know all of you want to know about it. I am not going to be talking about Series I bonds today, even though I know that the rate is at 4.3%, the fixed rate is at 0.90, and everything. I haven't changed my mind about it. So we can talk about it a little bit if you want to next week, but really there's not much more that I want to say. And the reason is, especially as I go through what I know for sure, I know for sure I want my money to be liquid and I can get at it when I know I can get at it and not have to wait for a period of time to do so. So that's just as simple of an explanation as I could give you as to why I'm sticking by what I talked about before when it came to series I-bonds. So what do I know for sure when it comes to the economy right here and right now? This is not a heavy Susie school, but it's really what is going on and what I know for sure and what you should know for sure about this economy. So get out your Susie notebooks. I want to start with the banking system and regional banks, because, you know, it wasn't that long ago. What was it? March 10th, when Silicon Valley Bank went under, when Signature Bank went under, when Silvergate went under. I know for sure, as you know for sure, three banks went under. And we also know that the people who had money in those banks that were over the FDIC insurance limit, for whatever reason, the FDIC, the government, and everybody decided that we were going to make them whole even if they were over the FDIC insurance 
limit. Okay, whether that was wise or not, only time will tell. But what's really important to understand is that just because they did that with those three banks does not mean on any level that they are going to do it with other banks that fail. And what I also know for sure is, oh, other banks are going to fail. There is no way that those are the only three banks that are going to fail. In fact, we'll talk about that in one second. For we also know that as of last Friday, all this information came out and said that the reason those banks failed was because of management error. The people who were in charge of those banks mismanaged the funds, and that is the reason that they failed. And I know for sure that the reason that they were able to mismanage those funds is because back in 2018, the regulations were absolutely lifted to make it easier for banks to do what banks did when it came to lending and all kinds of things. And that because those regulations were lifted, that also contributed to why those banks failed because the management were allowed to do things that they weren't allowed to do before 2018. Now, I also know for sure that as of last Friday, First Republic Bank is most likely going to also go into receivership and have to be bailed out by the FDIC. What we don't know, however, is that if this time, as I mentioned just a little bit ago, for those people who had more money in First Republic than the FDIC limits, if everybody's going to step in and say, you'll be insured as well. Somehow I have a feeling they're not going to. Now, I just want to put a pin in this for a second and talk about First Republic Bank. Because First Republic Bank was touted as the bank, if you have a business, you should go to. They were like the number one bank, and they weren't just a regional bank. Even though they were in San Francisco, they were in New York, they were a fabulous, fabulous bank. Or so I thought, or so Miss Travis thought, because everybody, First Republic Bank was our bank. The majority of our liquid cash for our businesses, for how we ran everything, went through First Republic Bank. Now, I'm telling you this because I also want to tell you what I know for sure, which is the goal of money is for you to be secure. So it was around February 7th, I think that's around when it was, that First Republic Bank, because we had money in that bank, I followed the price of the stock very carefully. And First Republic Bank was about, I think, $140 a share. 
And all right, it was down still quite a bit, but all right, $140 a share was still a respectable price. And as I was watching it, right, it was a month later now, it was March 7th, and the price went from a month earlier, 140 down to 115 And I was like, I'm not quite liking this KT. Now remember, again, it was on March 10th that Silicon Valley Bank announced they were kaput. Okay. So now we're at March 9th, right when everybody knew that Silicon Valley Bank was going to go under, right around there. And now First Republic is at 96. On March 13th, it was at $31 a share. And Friday, it was at $2 a share. So the reason that I'm telling you this is that because we were customers of First Republic Bank, we started to get letters and emails saying, there is nothing to worry about. We're fine. You don't need to take your money out. Don't worry about it. And I said to KT, KT, I want all the money out of that bank now. And she said, oh, Susie, I'm going to leave my money in that bank because I like that bank. That's my checking account. I have checks here and nothing's going to happen to it and it's okay. And I said, KT, I'm going to overrule you on this. And I'm putting in instructions that every single penny that we have in there needs to come out. And a few days later, it was out. But KT kept saying, Susie, can't we just leave a little money in there? I like that bank. It's such a good bank. Banks are not friends. Credit unions are not friends either. It's not about do you like them? Do you not like them? It's do you feel secure with your money in them? And once rumors start, you have to pay attention to those rumors. That's what I know for sure. And sure enough, here we are, like April 28th, 29th, and First Republic Bank is going under. I want you to think about that for a second. So it's really, really important that you make sure that your money is someplace that you feel secure and that you feel safe and sound. Again, do I have money at Alliant Credit Union? Does KT have money at Alliant Credit Union? Absolutely because I do feel safe and sound there. One thing I know for sure is that I do not want all of you, and I said this before, but it's really important to just keep going for the highest little interest rate here or there and switching your money all the time. So what I know for sure is that a lot of you are looking around and going, I can get a quarter of a point more here. I can get a half a point more there or whatever it may be. Just understand the most important thing is not the interest rate that you're getting 
although you want to get a good interest rate, but you never want your financial institution to stretch to get a high return simply to do what? Attract customers. And that's exactly, in many ways, what Silicon Valley Bank was doing, making good offers that they shouldn't have been making, and on and on. So I know for sure that you want to know where you are is safe and sound, and you are absolutely invested under the FDIC limits depending how you have used them, because obviously you can have more than $250,000. If in fact you are using it correctly, same holds true with credit unions. However, they are insured by NCUA, banks, FDIC. Okay, let's continue now. What I also know for sure is that stimulus checks and easy money lending, and the very low interest rates of a few years ago enticed so many of you into buying a truck or car that you really could not afford. I cannot even begin to believe how many people I have talked to lately that have purchased a truck or car that are that co- is costing them like eighty thousand dollars at an average payment of seven hundred to a thousand dollars a month that they've financed over seven to ten years. Like, are you kidding me? I also know that many of those loans now are sixty or more days past due. In fact, the past due payments on cars and trucks are the highest rate that they have been since 2006. And we all know what started to happen in 2006, don't we? If you don't, you better look up history of what went on in 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009. was horrific on every possible level. I also know for sure that the most important bill that every one of you who owns a home, a home that you live in, a single family residence, that the most important bill that you pay every single month is your mortgage payment. And why is that? Because you don't want to lose your home. And what I also know for sure is that now mortgage payments, the delinquency of mortgage payments, just like with car loans, are starting to increase and increase and increase. I also know for sure that the delinquency rate of credit cards are increasing so fast, I can't even tell you, especially those that are 90 days late or more. All right. Now, what's really important about that is that all creditors wait until you are 90 days late 
with a payment for them to crack down on you hard. And once you are late for 90 days or more, that dings your credit score or your FICO score, which is really the only one that matters. It dings it more than anything. And when it dings it, you may think that, oh, if I just simply pay it off in full and bring it current or whatever, that will help my FICO score. It will not. If you are late on payments, you are far better off, write this down, you are far better off bringing your payments up to where they should be on late payments that are 20 days late, 30 days late, 60 days late. But don't even bother on those that are 90 days late or more because they're not going to help your FICO score at all. Does that surprise all of you? Probably does. So what do I do with the information that I know for sure? Well, first of all, I pass it on to you because I want you to keep everything in perspective. I don't want you to just get caught up in the ups and the downs of the market that everybody may be saying to you, it's okay, the economy's doing good, maybe we're going to have a soft landing, don't worry about it, just keep spending, spending, spending. You know, I'll never forget the time that I was on a morning show, and it was right around 2007, 2008, and I was telling everybody to stop spending money. Stop it, everybody. You need to save your money. You need to pay down your credit card. A lot like what I'm telling you right now. And then what happened was they went on to their next guest, but I was still on and I could hear them. And I heard the next guest say, absolutely wrong. Susie Orman is wrong. You all need to keep stimulating this economy If you stop spending, you're going to hurt the economy. Everything will go down. So keep spending, everybody. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem. And I'll never forget asking the producer who was still talking to me about something else. And I said to him, can you let me go back on the air? I need to tell that person what I think. And I'll never forget going back on and saying, what are you talking about? You care more about the economy and people getting in debt and keeping things going so everything can seem okay versus making sure that they are okay. You have to make sure that they're okay. And it's my job to make sure that every one of you is okay. Which means I really want you to start conserving your money. Now, I've been telling you this for a while now, but I know for sure that something is not right in this economy. I just gave you a few things that I wanted you to know that I know, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more how that all plays out. But I want you to take this seriously. I want you to not think, oh, the summer months are coming and let's go on vacation and it's okay. Let's do this. Let's do that. You can do all those things. I don't have a problem with that, but you better be out of credit card debt. 
you absolutely better be having an eight to 12 month emergency fund. You better have your home equity line of credits paid off. And you better know that your job is absolutely secure. Because the other thing I know for sure is that so many companies are laying off 4,000 people here, 5,000 people there. I really want you to know for sure that you have everything the way you need to have it for you to be secure no matter what happens. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. I can tell you that. But I know for sure that things aren't quite right. Now, a lot of you write me and you're watching like this last week, the market go down 300 points one day, and then you see it go up 500 and again up on Friday. And you hear me give this webinar where I say, I absolutely think it's possible that these markets could go down another 15 or 20%. But I don't know when that's going to happen. But you will see them go up and down in the meantime. May I remind all of you that back in 2008, it was mid-March. I don't think March is a good time for this economy. Anyway, it was 2008, mid-March, when Bear Stearns, one of the most prestigious brokerage firms, went under. And when it went under, it was taken over by J.P. Morgan. And after J.P. Morgan, which is one of the largest banks out there, took it over, everybody felt like, oh, that's over. Everything's okay. We don't have to worry. A little bit like everybody was feeling after SVB and everybody else went under until maybe last Friday when First Republic went under. But everybody was feeling great. And right after that, the Standard and Poor's 500 index over the next two months ran up 15%. Everybody was so happy. Well, Susie Orman was still on CNBC saying what I'm telling you now, what I know for sure, which is something isn't right, everybody. I need you to be careful. After those two months were up, the markets really essentially collapsed, not just the stock market, but the real estate market as well. So the reason that I'm telling you all this is because what happens over a few days or a few months or whatever it may be is not an investment strategy. You get all so excited when the markets go up or your stocks go up for two or three days, and then you get also depressed when they go down two or three days after that. So as I told you on the webinar, which I'm still so blown away that essentially 100,000 people watched it and loved it, and you're still requesting we do it again, no, we're not going to play it again because it's too far away from when we did it and things could be changing here. So it is important, like I said in that webinar, you know I want all of you to have a plan. 
And I want you to have a plan, an investment plan that you stick with. And you do not alter that plan because one week the market is up, the other week the market is down, interest rates are up, interest rates are down, this and no. You have a plan. And your plan absolutely should be as follows. The very first thing that you should be doing is getting yourself out of credit card debt. Second thing, maybe it's the first and second thing together. If you have a home equity line of credit, I want you to do whatever you can to please pay that off. If you are thinking about getting a home equity line of credit to do what? To possibly do a remodel or whatever it may be. You are not to do that. Do you understand me? Not here and not now. You also really need to have an eight to 12 month emergency fund. So if you don't have that, you need to make a plan. How do you start working on it? If you work somewhere where they match your contribution to a retirement plan, that you have to do as well because you cannot pass up free money. Whether it is a pre-tax retirement plan like a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k, that you need to do. You also need to choose Roth retirement accounts over traditional retirement accounts, no matter what tax bracket you happen to be in. If you make too much money to qualify for a contributory Roth IRA, you can always do a backdoor Roth. If you are offered a Roth 401k or 403b or TSP at work, there are no income limitations for that. So that is your plan overall. When it comes to investing, if you have more than five, seven years, 10 years preferably, till you need this money, for those of you who are investing, you are going to be investing with a dollar cost averaging technique where every single month you invest in either an exchange traded fund, mutual funds, or a variety of individual stocks, as long as you don't have more than 4 or 5% in one stock. And for those of you who are in retirement, and you are using the money in your retirement accounts to live on, it is very important that you have at least three to five years in cash. Now, when I say in cash, obviously, in some money market fund or whatever earning interest. But if you need to withdraw money every month or every six months to live on, you do not want, if these markets go down, to have to sell stock in order to withdraw money when the price of that stock may be down. So you want three to five years liquid for yourselves. Why three to five years? Because when a market goes from the top to the bottom, back to the top again, it usually takes three to five years. And you are not to get afraid. 
You're just not to get afraid little by little. You need to get involved with your money. You know, I used to say when I wrote The Nine Steps to Financial Freedom, which was the second book I ever wrote, but the most mega bestseller I ever wrote, which is if you just take one step towards your money, your money will take nine steps towards you. And you just start little by little. However, one other thing I know for sure is it is better to do nothing than something you do not understand. So you need to educate yourself before you do anything. I also know for sure that you better trust yourself more than you trust others because nobody will care about your money more than you do. Now, with that said, I have been reading the messages on the Women and Money app where there is a community and many of you can just simply go to Apple Apps or Google Play and download the Women and Money app and become part of that community. And somebody just a few days ago mentioned that they know Susie doesn't like financial advisors that charge a lot of money and blah, 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 blah. How do we find one? I want to tell you about financial advisors. There are many incredible financial advisors out there, really. And if you ever find one, they are worth their weight in gold. And you should share that with everybody you know. But you have to know without a shadow of a doubt that that person has your best interests at heart versus their own. So please don't think that I simply hate all financial advisors. I do not. I don't. But you have to know, do you have one that's working for you? Or do you have one that's working for their own best interests? Now, one other thing I know for sure is that I've been telling you now for about three years that I really like energy stocks. One and two in particular that I like, actually three that I like in particular, well, maybe four now, as well as the XLE, which is the ETF for energy stocks. And a lot of you get upset because energy goes up, stocks go up, stocks go down. So I just want to give you a little Susie school and what I want you to know for sure when it comes to energy stocks and oil in particular and why I still like them. But I also want you to know your entire portfolio is not to be made up of energy stocks. You need to have a diversification across the board. And if you don't know how to buy individual stocks, I will still tell you there is absolutely nothing wrong with buying the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index, ETF, or fund for great diversification. I still like ETFs such as the Schwab Dividend Fund, as well as the Noble Fund, which is also a dividend fund, because I still think if we go to a down market here, 
it's nice to be getting paid while you wait and our dollar cost averaging into it as prices go down. So here's what I want you to know for sure when it comes to oil. Oil is usually referred to as WTI. Somebody wrote on the Women in Money app, I've been looking up the symbol WTI in the stock market, and I don't understand. I can't find it. WTI is not the symbol of a stock. It stands for West Texas Intermediate Crude. And that is how the price of oil is referred to. And it's referred to that because one of the highest quality of oils in the United States is found in Inland, Texas. And when oil is of a really great quality, it makes it easier to refine. So years ago, they just started to quote whatever West Texas crude intermediate was going for, that would be what we would follow and quote as the price of oil. And that's what many people follow today. So when you hear me say WTI, I'm talking about West Texas Intermediate Crude, and it's selling for X dollars per barrel. Now, right now, it's at about $78 a barrel. We also know for sure that when WTI goes up, the price of most energy companies also go up. And when the price of WTI goes down, so does the price of most energy companies. The reason being very simple, when the price of crude goes up, energy companies are going to make more money. When it goes down, they're going to make less. What makes the price of WTI go up and down? Very simple. It's supply and demand. When there is more supply than demand, the price will go down. When there is more demand than supply, the price will go up. Now, it is true that if we hit a recession, are you writing this all down? This is actually an incredible Susie school, and I get very well that I'm going long, but these are things you need to know right now. If we hit a recession, it is probable that the demand for energy will go down for people will not have the money to travel, et cetera, et cetera, okay? But it is also true that currently production is way down. It is also true that OPEC this coming Monday is cutting production by a million barrels a day, okay? It is also true that China could absolutely come back sooner than later and have great demand for oil again. And as I think I told you before, the government is likely to have to restore the supply of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and they are going to have to be buying it. 
Now, if you look at supply right now, it is way down. And most likely, we will not be able to meet the demand come this summer when people start traveling with airplanes and things like that. So I think it is absolutely probable that the price of oil will absolutely go up because our supply is currently so low. But here's what I also know for sure, that even at the price levels that WTI is right here and right now, these energy companies are making a fortune. I'm just going to skip very quickly to why has PXD, Pioneer Natural Resources, one of my favorite companies, that's paying about a 12% dividend, which is why I had most of you buy it. Why did the other day, did it go down so dramatically, even though it's coming right back up? And it's simply, in my opinion, because the rumor that Exxon was going to buy them got squashed, although I'm not so sure that won't happen even though I said a little bit ago, I didn't think it was going to happen. But something recently happened that made me think, oh, maybe it is going to happen. But the reason that it went down so much is that their CEO, Scott Shelfield, who is one of the most brilliant CEOs in this area ever, he once again announced that he was going to retire January of 2024. Now, he did retire once in 2016 and came back, but I think this may be when he really does retire. And there is a man by the name of Richard Dealey, who's been the CEO forever, chief operating officer, who's going to be the CEO, and he is quite brilliant as well. I don't know. Is it possible? that Scott is retiring to make it easier for a takeover by Exxon? I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no, but only time will tell. But here's what I still know is that it's a great company. It will continue to go up and down, which is why the main reason I wanted you to buy it was why? Because of the dividend. Okay. Those are the things that I know for sure. And those are the things that I know for sure that I want you to know. I want you to be diversified. I want you to stick to a plan. I want you to be very realistic that things in the United States every single week seem to be signaling that something is radically wrong. Next week, we will absolutely see If Powell raises the Fed funds rate again, which of course he's going to, but we'll see what is it that he says he's going to do in the future, and that will have a big effect on the market as well. So the other thing that I know for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, is that if you simply say every single day that today Wherever I go, I will create a more peaceful, 
joyful, and loving world, I know for sure that you will be unstoppable. See you Thursday, everybody, for another Ask Susie and KT Anything. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no brakes. I'm invincible. See, I win every single game. Mine's so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.